Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome back, everybody. Cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin, well-known for their top-shelf service department. They don't forget about you after you purchase a vehicle. You can reach out to Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the team at Brent Ridge Ford, and they will make you a repeat customer. 780-352-6048, your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. All right, uh... Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. And February is Valentine's Month at Royal Pizza, where you can enjoy dinner for two, which includes your choice of a salad, one of our gourmet medium pizzas, followed by one of Royal Pizza's delicious desserts, all for just $37.95. That's $37.95. Royal Pizza, with uh, 15 Edmonton and area locations, Royal Pizza still making it great. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and we hook up courtesy of Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's uh, heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy Legacy Heating and Cooling. NHL insider John Shannon. Hello, John. How are you? I think we got John. There we go. John, how are you doing? Hello, John. John I'm great, Bob. There we go. Wait, he's kicking in and out. Do we have John? Bob, how are you? There we go. We got you now. All right. Uh, let's get to it. The NHL All-Star Game. Uh, you've, uh, I know you've broadcast some of these over the years. What are your thoughts on this event in its current configuration? I'm doing great. Holy smokes. Let's try a phone that's, instead that's, of the Internet. This is terrible. Yes. Right. Work your magic there, Brendan. Uh, we're going to have to get uh, John off of the uh, Report It app. Those things happen once in a while. It's called live radio. By the way, uh, during the Louis DeBrusque interview, he mentioned that Zach Hyman was going to the All-Star game. Zach Hyman has been All-Star game worthy this year, uh, but Louis just wanted to reach back and clarify an all-star caliber season for Zach Hyman. Zach Hyman is not uh, going to the all-star game. The Oilers have three all-stars. They've got this guy, Connor McDavid. You've probably heard of him, Leon Dreisaitl, as well as uh, Stuart Skinner. We heard from Stuart earlier in the show. All right, we're going to go old school uh, on the phone. We hook up with our NHL insider, John Shannon. John, how you doing? I'm great, Bob. How are you? Good. How many uh, All-Star games did you end up broadcasting back in the uh, days when you were uh, the executive producer for Hockey Night and later for uh, the NHL? I think between producing, executive producing, and then being the VP in charge of production, I was probably around 24 or 25. Did you have a couple memorable ones that stick out for you? Well, uh, the first one I did was the the famous Wayne Four Goal game uh, on Long Island. That was the first one I ever did, which was a fantastic week. And when you consider that uh, Wayne ch- changed the face of the game that night, 
uh, and John Garrett was the other star. Uh, <laughs> plus, that, plus if you, I, I, I don't know if you remember, that was the time when the St. Louis Blues were really in trouble. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and Wild Bill Hunter had God rest uh, his soul. Yep. the whole the, the whole Saskatoon story and Hunter uh, Mr. Hunter had sent up a suite at the Long Island Inn uh, near the Coliseum uh, with merchandise with the Saskatoon Blues the Blues are coming to Saskatoon and he was whining and dining anybody who would walk by the room in order to try to get and convince people that Saskatoon was going to be in the NHL soon with with the purchase with a, a pending purchase of the Blues. Was it Ralston Perina that owned the Blues before that? It was. It yeah. was Ralston Perina that uh, that walked away from it, and then uh, the league was not happy to be moving to Saskatoon. And they, uh, memory serves me, they. They convinced Harry Arnest to buy the uh, the club for about thirty cents on the dollar. And the Blues didn't end up getting any draft picks, I think, in that '83 draft, if I'm not mistaken. I thought they ended up losing out on all their picks or something like that. Well, happened. well they had no one at their they had no one at their table because they they had two paid employees at the time, Emma Francis and a lady named Susie Matthew, who was their public relations director. Well done, John. That you, you know what? That's the sort of stuff we come to. All right. So you, you, that was one of the memorable one memorable ones for you. Does it get too gimmicky? I mean, the NFL is now a flag football game because we don't want guys blowing up each other in the Pro Bowl anymore. Yep. Baseball probably has, you know, the the purest uh, game just because of how it works between the National League and the actually, American League and they actually play for something. But give me your take on where we're at right now at the NHL All-Star Game. Well, how old's your son? How old's uh, Um, 16. Okay. It's for him. Except, it's not for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he ain't watching. You know, it, 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 it is the all-star game, the all-star weekend, the skills competition tomorrow night. Uh, that's not for anybody over the age of 40. It really isn't. Yeah. It's, it's, for, it, it, it's to have fun. It's to, you know, make sure that there are people that are laughing and smiling and they can see... Uh, you know, Evgeny Malkin and Alex Ovechkin, you know, dress each other up with sunglasses and, and Mexican hats and, and have a bit of fun. Um, and, you know, that's not from, from our days, Bob. That wasn't what the All-Star game was about. And so that's okay. That's fine. The ratings will be fine. There'll be a couple of little storylines that people will laugh about. Uh, the You know, the addition of uh, of some of the uh, alumni being in part of it and the, and the addition of... Uh, uh, of the women being part of it will all make it more attractive to a larger audience, everyone hopes, and, and go from there. This is something that by Tuesday next week, nobody will care about anymore. But it's going to be fun. That's all it is. All right. Uh, the Oilers have three players there, McDavid and Dreisaitl. This is, uh, you know, not their first uh, barbecue. But for Stuart Skinner, and it was Wayne Gretzky who said on TNT at the start of the year that Stuart Skinner could be the surprise stealth uh, uh, story. Uh, and it's turned out to be somewhat prophetic, yeah. given the fact that Skinner's, you know, playing in the All-Star game. Uh, it's it's a pretty amazing run for him, isn't it? Well, let's remember who picked him to get there. It was all the Oilers fans that got to vote. And, and really, in many ways... Skinner's rise to being a number one or a 1A or 1B goalie in the NHL, really, and his appearance 
in in Sunrise is a tribute to the Oiler fans that understand the, what he can mean for the hockey club. That's that's what it's all about. He's his reward is the reward that every Oiler fan gave him by voting for him, and it's it's a cool story. It, it's something that you, you know because his name isn't really well known outside of Edmonton, but certainly has made an impact on this hockey club and. And when the team was, well, dare I say, reeling a little bit, it was Stuart Skinner that kept them above water, and, and he deserves to be there. John Shannon is our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. John, uh, the shoe dropped on the Bo Horvat trade. You've had a couple days to think about it. Uh, you know Lou Lamorello. You know Jimmy Rutherford. What did you think of that trade? Well, Lou knows he's in trouble. Uh, he's, he's not in the playoffs right now. They they don't have uh, they don't have a lot of goal scoring other than uh, Matt Barzell. So from from that perspective, from that perspective, it was important for the Islanders to do something to get them back in playoff contention. They're not far out. Uh, but they needed to do something, and, and Horvat will certainly help them down the middle and certainly help them on the power play. Um, so for immediacy, the Islanders did okay. Uh, they didn't, you know, Anthony Bavillier is a good player. He's a fast player. He's exactly what Jim Rutherford has been identifying with his hockey club. He needs guys, potential uh, stars under the age of 25. Uh, he got that. Anta Rutu uh, is, is another guy that I think that the jury's out on. Whether whether he, when and whether he's going to be a star if he's going to make it, and then a first round pick as a first round pick, and the and the Canucks are, are gambling that the Islanders are going to flounder the rest of the thirty games and hopefully be in that ten to twelve range in the first round. But it's lottery protected is the top twelve, or they can push it right. to, the next, to the next year. But they can push it to the next year. Yeah, but I mean, I guess what I'm saying is I I understand it's protected. But there's that gap between being protected and being in the playoffs that I think the Canucks are hoping for. Yeah, so I, I think it also it also gives you a real indication of of uh, how long people in Vancouver think it'll take to to rebuild that organization. Well, there's rumors. And I don't think the Canucks are anywhere near done. I don't think they're anywhere. All right, near that's done. what I was going to add. Do you think Demko's in play? Yep, I sure do. Yeah, that's I sure do. I think that uh, he, he, he's a name, and I would not be surprised, and I don't know who it is, so I won't put a name out there. I would not be surprised to see another core player in Vancouver in play in order to try to build assets. All right. Uh, last night, uh, word got out on Mark Stone, uh, out indefinitely for the Vegas Golden Knights. This, you know, back challenges. This makes me wonder whether or not he could be out until the playoffs. And then the salary cap doesn't count. Does this give Vegas, who are very assertive, they're in on everything. Is there any way they could get both Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze? What do you think? Ooh, I, I don't know if they can get both guys. I mean, uh, you, you know, I mean, the Blackhawks would have to retain. Yes. Uh, yeah, and and uh, I don't know. I don't know. And, and quite frankly, how many assets left for? Uh, for Kelly and 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 George in, in Vegas, uh, what, what, how many more draft picks do they have? Remember, this was a team when five years ago that was had a had a bevy full of draft picks. Well, you know they've whittled that down, and they're not near as uh, 
uh, as as ripe with draft picks as they once were. But you're right. I do think that I do think Stone's out for the remainder of the regular season. I do think that that that's their thought process. They're not. They're never afraid to go into LTIR. So from from that perspective, it's going to be fascinating to see yeah. what they do. And I do think they're going to be aggressive because there's a chance that if they don't get Mark Stone back or a reasonable facsimile, and they're, and it's not going to be Stone, that they could be out of the playoffs. For that's this. how tight that Western. That, that that's how tight the Pacific Division is. Uh, yeah, and this is where we tell you Stone's a nine and a half million dollar cap hit, uh, ten and a half million for both Kane and for Taze. So if they ate half, it'd be ten and a half million, and they could always find a third party to maybe eat another quarter, given uh, how little of actual real dollars are left on those two players. Uh, about seven hundred and fifty thousand when we get to the sixty game mark this year. Edmonton's situation, how perilous is it? Are you confident based on a 7-0-1 run? The Oilers leading the league in goals four right now since now since the start of the season. They actually moved past Boston and Buffalo here over the last week. The Oilers are now the highest scoring team in the NHL, obviously 32% on the power play, 5% better. And the Oilers are starting to give up fewer goals. Uh, are you more confident and comfortable with where the Oilers are at right now, John? Uh, I, I'm comfortable. But I, I, I don't think comfortable enough to, to assume that the status quo is going to work. You know, I, I do expect some changes to be made. I do, I do expect some additions to be made. And uh, I still think that as, as improved as the defense has been in the last eight or nine games, uh, I, you know, they're not out of the woodwork yet. And, and you need depth in the playoffs anyway. So I still expect a you know a, a stay-at-home defenseman to be part of the future and, and potentially another forward. All right, and Bally Sports, more stories circulating. You know the league, um, the numbers are down a bit on ESPN, but they had a big spike last year, obviously, on those national television numbers. Uh, but Bally Sports is in trouble, uh, John, and could end up yeah. in you know full-blown bankruptcy here. And this. This affects a lot of the smaller U.S. markets uh, and some of the bigger ones too. But this is going to be a very interesting story because it's going to affect the regional uh, and, and the teams get regional money through television revenue. This is something the league's going to have to keep an eye on, isn't it? Oh, very much so. And well, not only the league, but remember, you know, the, the TV revenue from Bally, and it goes from probably. You know, the low of $20 million to some teams to 40 to $45 million for other teams. You know, Bally, Bally Sports, the, you know, the regional sports network is usually the number one corporate partner of, of the hockey club. Uh, the moment that they dare bankruptcy, and there's 13 teams that have contracts with Bally, the moment they, they uh, uh, declare bankruptcy, uh, then the, the line of creditors becomes a lot longer and there's a lot of people within this realm and the, the parent company is the Sinclair Group. There's a lot of creditors a lot farther ahead than the 13 NHL teams, including a ton of Major League Baseball teams and a ton of NBA teams. So this is a, this is a, this is a, a, a domino that I don't think anybody really wants to face. And I'm sure behind the scenes there are bankers and lawyers and uh, executives trying to figure out how to get through this season and then and then more importantly how to solve the problem long term. Hey by the way as soon as far as the ESPN and TNT ratings in the United States 
I don't. I think the numbers say they're down. I don't think it's a fair criticism. Comparing this year to last year is apples to oranges. Um, there's a lot of games that have been broadcast this year that are seen locally on the local show and also seen outside the market on the national broadcaster. And most hockey fans, if they have their choice, will listen to the local guys cheer for the local teams. So I think as we get closer to the playoffs and into the playoffs, we're going to see those numbers rise. And I think we're going to see some solid numbers when it comes to TV in the United States. It's not as perilous as everybody wants it to be. As you know, Bob, people love, love to talk about bad news in the NHL. It's almost a it's almost a, 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 a national hobby in both countries. Yeah, no question about that. John, great stuff. Uh, Brendan Escott will have you on Monday. I'll be flying with the orders to Detroit. Am I going to see you there? You going to drive down? Uh, I don't think there are any direct flights from Port of Vallarta to uh, Detroit. Oh, you're still in uh, you're still in PV. Good for you. Yep, I will see you on the 14th of February, Bob, Valentine's Day. Nothing says Valentine's Day more than John Sh- Well, I'm actually going to roost Chris for Valentine's Day with the Stauffer family, so they just found out about it right now. But thanks, John. We'll see you. Thanks. There goes the surprise. Yeah, there you go. All right, it is uh, 150 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout and wrap up with a very famous This Day in Oilers history. Cactus Jack texts us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Hockey doesn't stink. America's big hockey markets do. Detroit, seventh place in the Atlantic. Pittsburgh, fifth place in the Metro. Philadelphia, seventh place in the Metro. St. Louis, sixth place in the Central. Chicago, eighth place in the Central. Worst record in the league and acknowledging tanking. San Jose 7th, Anaheim 8th. Also, stop putting Connor McDavid on national broadcasts at 10 p.m. Eastern. Only diehard hockey fans in Maui are up to see him play in the third period. That comes to us from Cactus Jack. We go to one of the most famous moments of recent Edmonton Oilers history for New West Travel. Again, we're going to go to California this April to see the Oilers play the Kings and the Ducks. You can reach out to newwesttravel.com for more information. Here's Brendan Escott. Yeah, 2012, Sam Gagne becomes the first NHL player in 23 years with eight points in a regular season game factored in on all Oilers goals and an 8-4 win over Chicago at a sold-out Rexall place. Four goals, four assists. He helped victimize the Blackhawks goaltending duo of Ray Emery and Corey Crawford. And Bob, I did find some post-game comments from Gagne that night. I think we scored a few shifts in a row there, and that's when it started to be like, wow, this is uh, this is a joke. I can't believe this is happening. And uh, I think for, for myself, I just wanted to, you know, you look at the guys I, I tied tonight, and they're, you know, unbelievable, just Hall of Famers. And, um, you know, I think the reason they become that way is because they don't set limits. And, and um, you know, that's what I want to do tonight. Uh, by the way, he is the only player. Gagne did that in 2013. No player has had an eight-point game since. That means there's only been one player in the last 34 seasons put up an eight-point game in the NHL. Sam Gagne. It was it was crazy being in the building that night. It was, and the crazy part about it, the Oilers beat Chicago 9-2 earlier in the year. And Mark Spector wrote a piece about how the Oilers, all oh, the Hawks were going to get them back in the second meeting. And then the Oilers went out and Sam Gagne had 4-4-8 four, four, and eight, and the Oilers won 8-4. And this is when Chicago was a powerhouse in the league. Dave Campbell has, uh, is guest hosting Inside Sports. Everybody got a holiday but me. Uh, 
<laughs> Did you ask for one? No. Everybody here was like, "Is Stoff taking time off?" Yeah. Well, we're in the we're it's hockey season. It's a privilege to do this job, man. If you love it, <laughs> I'll be joining Dave tonight from the Saddle Dome in Calgary with an update on the Bakersfield Connors. Who else has he got on? You'll hear from uh, Edmonton Elks Assistant General Manager G. Roy Simon and a uh, host of the Green Zone, Jamie Nye from uh, CJME Radio in Regina. We will have Michael Kesselring, Xavier Borgo. Elliot Friedman for our friends at Abe's Door Service. All on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. Brendan, enjoy your Friday off. I know we'll have Derek Scott with us helping out, so say hi to your mom for me. It's, here she's coming into town. No, so. we're going to Roost Chris tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Thank nicely, nicely done. Brendan and Brendan hooking up at Roost Chris. There you have it. Uh, up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Angelo Coquat from 2 to 3. Then the 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jayla and I. I'll join uh, Dave Campbell tonight at about 7.05 live from the Saddle Dome and then join you tomorrow from Calgary at noon. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now.